Localized.city, and this is my first apartment. As a native New Yorker, I'm fascinated by people's first experiences in this city and their story of making New York feel like home. Today, we have Rebecca Bard, Rebecca Baird Remba, who covers commercial real estate for the Commercial Observer. I am sorry for mispronouncing your name. I said I, I wouldn't do this. I asked you how to pronounce it. You said it was phonetic, and um, <laughs> for me, it wasn't. Thank you so much for joining us, Rebecca. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. So you were, you were telling me, so Rebecca um, covers commercial real estate for the Commercial Observer. And you're telling me a recent article um, that you worked on about NJ Transit and NJ Transit's coverage of New York counties like um, Rockland and Orange. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty fascinating how these communities that are, the lines are Metro North lines, but in Rockland and Orange counties, but the service is operated by NJ Transit because it goes through Secaucus. And this is west of Hudson, right? So you would be taking Metro North to the east side of the Hudson, right? These towns are on the west side of the Hudson, and all of the west of Hudson lines are served by NJ Transit, for better or worse. And NJ Transit is, you know, really financially strapped. They're operationally in a crisis. Metro North has been hiring away a lot of their engineers and conductors and making it hard for NJ Transit to even staff the trains so that they can run them. So they've pulled a lot of trains, which pisses off a lot of people who rely on them (laughs) in these communities. Um, As a New Yorker who gets, as a New York City resident who gets infinitely more service than um, these towns do, I'm frustrated with the amount of service we have. Um, In fact, on your way here earlier, you you had your own fun delay. Oh, I did. Yeah. The... (laughs) Supposedly, there was a rail condition at 28th Street, so I had to get off my uh, Uptown W train at Canal and find another way here on the 6th. So that was fun. That's always fun. I mean, that's part of the joys of New York is that there's kind of a gamble. Like, I guess in L.A., you just have traffic. That doesn't seem that fun. In New York, like, it can be like, and they t- do they tell you they said rail condition? They said that they were repairing a rail at 28th Street. Okay. I feel that's, Which oh, is fairly transparent, good. at least. Yeah. Supposedly, there was also some kind of suspicious package at Fulton Street. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but. So I feel I like how they've gotten more specific when they <laughs> like because there was a point like four or five years ago where like they were really like that. Yeah, it wasn't good. They used sick passenger as a code for a lot of things, um, and now it's like I want them to tell me what the package. If there was a, sp- a suspicious package, was it a cardboard box? Was it like a backpack? <laughs> Like, was it because I just want to like, I want to have a sense of it's like, okay, like if this is was it a suspicious pressure cooker? Yes. If it's a pressure cooker. okay, delay my train. Um, If it's just like an unintended backpack, like, come on, just open it. Like, what could what could be in there? Okay, they opened it. There was a pressure. Okay, but yes. Um, No, I mean, it's good. My roommate cooks a lot with his pressure cooker. Um, It has never looked suspicious to me, but I, I guess he hasn't like affixed a timer or external things to it. Um, so I guess um, Rebecca went to NYU, um, and you're telling me you lived on campus for the, the school year. But as many students do, um, if you're on campus during the year, you have to find separate accommodations during the summer. So I think this podcast discussion will be about a variety of those apartments you found for summer sublets. This is my first apartment summer sublet edition. <laughs> um, sure, yeah. So. Um I guess the first time I stayed in New York City, 
on my own uh, and had to find my own apartment was the summer after my sophomore year of college. And I found a tiny room in Clinton Hill by the Clinton Washington G. And the G was running on an insane service pattern that summer that meant it just never came. And (laughs) it was like running backwards. It was a totally different time. Um, (laughs) uh, And yeah, so it was like 600 bucks a month. And I was subletting from a Pratt art student. Most of the girls living there were Pratt art students. And it was this huge floor through apartment. And the floors were like really rickety and uneven. Like it had one of those like weird linoleum floors that had been waxed way too many times. Then it just sealed in all the dirt for the last 50 (laughs) years. So, um, so I guess when you did you bring anything in? Was the room furnished in any it capacity? Was furnished. She had a she had a futon mattress that went on the floor, <laughs> and she had because she had a very small couch that she had decided to put in there, um, so she couldn't fit a bed frame. Oh my god! So I slept on a futon on the floor um, <laughs> for a summer, which was not great because you realize um, the amount of vermin that. Um, are on the floor <laughs> during the summer in New York City. <laughs> yes, which vermin in specific? Uh, you know, like house centipedes and things of that nature mm-hmm. would, would <laughs> come Honestly, into the bed. <laughs> as, as somebody who's, who's had an occasional centipede in my room, I've, yeah, so I'm, I've reached a point in my life where I now have beds with frames off the ground. Yes. Um, <laughs> but centipedes are like the least threatening of but them. The big ones, you know, oh. like those are kind of intense with the like 50 legs. <laughs> I had a friend actually, um, she had a centipede in her light fixture. So it's like, I don't know how it got there, but it's like crawling around and like, I'm looking at like, I think that's moving. Um, and, <laughs> and we got it out. It was fine. Um, but like, yeah. So I feel like if I had to rank, I've had mice. Um, mice. Oh, I it, had, I had one with mice too. That's yeah. a later one. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Um, I feel like if I had to rank vermin, I don't want, I th- obviously bed bugs. It's like there's without it out bed bugs. Um, I'd say number one, bed bugs. Um, number two, rats, just because they're really threatening, where mice are like almost cute until there's shit everywhere. Um, so it's, I'd say rat, like bed bugs, rats, mice, and then like cock- cockroaches, because they, they like move in a very scary way. Oh, yeah. Um, and like they shed, I guess. But then, like, um, yeah, like centipedes. I'll let them, I'll, I'll like, I'll kill them. <laughs> and then at the bottom, of course, are spiders, which like you all kind of, like, I, you I'm, permit them. I permit yeah, them. Yeah. We, we, we have a, an, a, a, like humans and spiders have this begrudging agreement where like, I might wipe your, your web off some things, but like you can catch other things. Though I did have a bunch of baby spiders that hatched and were landing on my bed a couple summers ago in my apartment in Crown Heights. So, but yeah, so I lived, that was my first apartment, I guess. And then my next one, the following summer, was this amazing apartment at the top of a townhouse in Astoria um, that we paid like, I paid, we each paid like 700 bucks a month and the place was huge. We were renting it from the owner and it was the nicest apartment I've ever lived in. (laughs) How did, so how did you get, well, we'll get to, wait, what made it the nicest apartment? Yes. It was just huge. It was huge. She had like a separate study. She had a large living room. Like there was a really, we had a couple large roaches in that apartment, but like it was a beautiful, beautifully kept place. And it was just a very traditional unsplit up apartment that I really liked. So I guess, how did you find this one? And how did you find the one the previous summer? Just Craigslist. 
And that was how I ended up finding my, like, you know, first real apartment in my early 20s, too. I feel like Craigslist in the last, like, three, four years has taken a turn for the worse <laughs> when it comes to, comes to a part. No, like, where, yeah. where Facebook yeah. groups, um, some less fortunately named than others, have kind of taken the place of finding, like, it's, it's what the main group's called Gypsy Housing. Um, and it's like Gypsy's a slur. The larger one changed from Gypsy Housing to Ghost Light Housing is the name of the group. And I think that has kind of filled the void of what um, Craigslist did for so many years. And so I guess the, um, when you, you found it off the owner, what were the owners up to that summer? Uh, I think she was living in, she was living somewhere upstate, maybe in the Poconos or something. Or yeah, Sounds nice. she had a summer house. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, you want a word of advice if you're going to rent from, if you're going to do a summer sublet, the best places are summer houses. People who are visiting their summer houses, the worst might be, um, I'm not going to throw Pratt students under the bus. Or should we? Should we? Should we blame the Pratt students for? Um, <laughs> no, it was not okay. their fault. We were all just living where it was cheapest, and you know now that apartment costs like five thousand dollars, and oh it's been God. fully renovated. So <laughs> we lived in the really bad version of it. <laughs> how was how was um, living? Did you like get along with the people you subletted from? Uh oh, that first summer in Clinton Hill, or. Either or. So I guess the first summer you moved in with people you didn't know. Yeah. The second one, the way you were describing it, was with, it sounds like It was like, like me and my friends. Yeah. yeah. We subletted and we took over a whole apartment. But the first one, did you get along with them or? Um, by and large. There was one woman who like really did not clean up after herself. And yeah. like she was one of those people. She moved out with like 500 dishes in the sink. But oh. in general, like, yeah, it was fine. Um, every once in a while, like. There was one time where, so I lived off this weird large living room at the end of the apartment. And um, one time, one of the roommates had like a bunch of her friends sleeping in her room. And so I woke up and her, the roommate and her boyfriend were just like having sex in the living room. (laughs) Yes. Wait, so the roommate. At eight in the morning. The roommate and her boyfriend, not the friends. So this is like somebody you had to live with. Okay. Did you say anything? No. <laughs> Did you ever bring something up about this? Was it like, hey, don't do this again? Or is it just like a, a I gamble? I, that... I think I just I think I just let it go. <laughs> I was only there for a couple months yeah. and the apartment was so cheap. <laughs> I, I feel like I've had when when I was in college, um, I, I went to the school in D.C. Um, we had a, a big house um, and like some of my roommates weren't there. Um, in the summer so I had two straight summers where we like had random summer sublets um, and I think that like that is like the three months of living with somebody is almost like the perfect amount of time to never have drama because it's like other times it's like you're in a 12 month lease if something's bugging you you need to bring it up um, but like if it's three months you can just kind of tolerate anything um, and actually one of them I'm really good friends with I like um, I went to his wedding like a year ago and it's like fun where it's like how do you meet them and it's like oh craigslist and it's always a good story um so then the astoria so the astoria one was after junior year yeah and then for a little while um i think after my senior year we this might have been after the astoria sublet ended i forget we did also briefly live me and my best friend we lived in like a very not up to code apartment in at the wilson of Wilson Ave L stop in East Bushwick. Oh, what which corner? I live um, off that stop right now. I really? Uh, it was on Covered Street. Okay, um, nice. near just north of Wilson, and um, yeah, it was just really poorly renovated. Um, like we didn't have any three prong outlets except for the one oh. that the fridge plugged into. 
So we had to do some tricky extension cord stuff to plug in like an air conditioner. <laughs> and when you have a, a brief, oh, and when you have a brief sublet, you're probably not getting fire insurance. No. no. <laughs> yeah, no, we moved out of that place pretty quickly. We yeah. also had a mouse um, in the apartment that it didn't really eat anything else except chocolate. It ate a lot of chocolate. Like um, through the foil. Yeah. <laughs> what what chocolate? Uh, I don't I, I forget I just I left a bunch of chocolate like in boxes and stuff and I came back and it had just eaten all of the chocolate it was incredible <laughs> yeah no I actually now that I think about it I had like in a corner of my room like I had gone to like Easter at a friend's place and my friend's mom like makes chocolate and, like hands out bags and then that um, sorry Andrew when you're listening to this I love your mother's chocolate but um, a mouse ate it um, but please give me more we no longer have mice I, yeah. to my knowledge I guess that mouse was like a real gourmand, you know? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's a mouse of discerning taste. I mean, it's Bushwick. Um, you can't just like, you're, this, these are foodie mice. Um, they're <laughs> not just going to subsist on, I don't know, crackers. Actually, this mouse ate a lot of dog food. It was, this mouse <laughs> ate my roommate's dog food. Um, and then at a certain point, it was like, we need to get a plastic container for the dog food. And then the mice stopped enjoying our house as much. So then I guess, um, and then you've also said, so the first apartment you like signed a lease for, or have you signed a lease there? Yes. yes. Okay. So, yeah. So my first post-college apartment, and I, I don't know if this is embarrassing to admit this, but I still live in what is technically my first post-college apartment. Um, maybe because, maybe that speaks to uh, being a reporter. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I signed a lease in Crown Heights at the end of 2012, kind of when the market was still a little more down maybe, and the neighborhood was still a little bit more affordable than it is now, certainly. And, uh, yeah, I've lived there ever since and I fought for a rent stabilized lease. Um, yeah. And I've, I've argued with my landlord about a lot of utility issues. So, (laughs) well, I, I think, um, I think, well, one, obviously, based on, as you alluded to, being a reporter, um, but I think also, I think as a reporter, especially a reporter who's covered housing, you probably have a greater knowledge. Like, do you think that, like, knowing, like, oh, that you're probably not going to get a better deal or knowing, like, what's changed has probably, like, incentivized you to stay? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, every time I've tried to look for a new apartment in the neighborhood, um, you know, I, I quickly realized my options were either worse Um, and probably more expensive and I would have to move much further east or much further south to pay what I pay now so it's uh yeah it's tough (laughs) there's definitely kind of a real estate inertia for renters um when you have a below market apartment and once you've finagled a rent stabilized lease um especially out of a landlord who clearly did not want to give it initially (laughs) and and you and your roommate have everything's been been smooth and peachy for seven years? No. Oh, okay. I've had a couple roommates. Oh, um, so you're, it's your lease? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's, that's probably nicer where it's like, this is, <laughs> I guess you don't own it, but you like rent it. And how did the rent laws affect your um, apartment, if at all? The new ones? The new ones. No, they haven't. I mean, you know, I just, I resigned before the rent laws went into effect. Um, though it's interesting, I mean, my landlord, did recently try to charge me a hundred dollar late fee because he hadn't gotten my rent check in the mail yet and um this was like over the summer and so I sent him a link to the new rent laws and I was like the new rent laws cap late fees at 50 bucks so I will pay you 50 dollars if you want on the next check but (laughs) and did did you wind up paying the 50 I did 
Yeah. Okay. Do you find, so I guess I haven't paid rent by mail in New York ever. Is it like, that sounds like the most frustrating thing. Like, do you, do you send any other letters in life besides your rent check? Um, rarely. <laughs> like, I mean, what, like, what letters have I sent? I, like, I was almost going to send uh, the note because they sent you the jury thing. And then it's like, you have to send it back. But they don't, like, I guess they do. Right? Yeah, I just didn't open it for months. You can do it you, online. Exactly. So I didn't even have to send that letter. Like, yeah, I, mean, I haven't owned a stamp since maybe, like, sleepaway camp. Um, <laughs> like, when, when am I mailing things? So that's, have you discussed a different payment method with... Um, yeah, I mean, allegedly they're working on a better system. <laughs> you better. would think this wouldn't be too hard to figure out, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, I once had a landlord. Now I do it um, Chase Quick Pay, which is very nice. It's good. It's like also one of the reasons I don't want to shut down my Chase account because it just makes rent easier. But I really wish my landlord yeah. would use that. <laughs> yeah, I once had we had a website where we would all all three of the roommates would pay like we would pay separately, so we didn't like loop it together. And you have a website you can see when the payments go in, and that's how I learned one of my roommates was routinely late and missing payments. Where we got a very threatening email from the landlord that said, um, "Hey, we're oh, what's a yeah um, we're gonna begin eviction proceedings or whatever," which was like a th it was, no, that's like the first level of the threat. It was like, this is the first level of a threat. Um, wow. And it was, and I don't know how legal, this was a, a Ridgewood building they had just renovated. Like, they were doing very shady shit with the gas, where, like, the gas had been shut off for a while, and then it was turned back on illegally. We later discussed this with the Brooklyn DA, um, who built a case against the landlords for multiple, like, addresses. Oh, wow. Indeed. But there were four units, and in the first six months, two of the other units got evicted. And these were like new people who moved in. This wasn't like them kicking out that's below market. That's like insanely aggressive. I've like, it's rare. It's hard enough to find tenants and like, and it takes money to market apartments and stuff that like, it's surprising that they would like be kicking people out over a couple months rent, you know? Yeah. Like that's very aggressive. <laughs> it, I honestly, I have no, like I genuinely have no clue. Like, was it really just a game to pocket the um, deposit? Like, because I feel like a lot of the, the, the people, it's essentially, it's like they're, they're doing it all on credit. I don't know. Um, so when you cover commercial, do you cover like multifamily stuff in addition to like commercial spaces? I do. Yeah. So commercial really kind of means everything functionally um, <laughs> because it, it does mean multifamily um, and office and retail and all of the things in between medical, um, just weird community facility stuff. Um, you know, there's all industrial, there's just all kinds of buildings in New York city. So, uh, yeah. And I basically just write about all of them. Right, so there's <laughs> all different things happening, a lot of different spaces. Um, but more importantly, we work. Oh yeah. We work. <laughs> what, what's your take? Oh no. Um, what's my take on what exactly? I don't know. No. <laughs> um, what about like, it? So I guess how has, has, um, the, we work pulling back their IPO, has that affected um, the, I guess, commercial office market at all? So I don't think, so I don't think there have been real effects to the market yet just because it was so recent. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we're talking about stuff that happened a week or two ago. Um, I do think that, uh, I think there are probably a lot of landlords that are freaking out. Um, and then there are a couple landlords who uh, famously don't like WeWork and won't lease to them who are probably like doing a little dance 
right now and being like, I told you so. Um, <laughs> Why would they not lease to WeWork? So, yeah, for example, um, yeah, there's one really big commercial landlord, um, and it's a publicly traded real estate investment trust. They have earnings calls. He's talked about on the earnings calls. Um that he basically says, you know, I won't lease to WeWork or these other big co-working companies because the uh, impact on the buildings is not good. It really raises maintenance costs. It's bad for the floors and the elevators um, to have that number of people coming in and out. And I don't know if he feels differently about, like, there's sort of, like, there's other companies that do more so, more, like, not really co-working per se, but they essentially like lease spaces out on behalf of, (laughs) um, they basically lease out blocks of spaces and then find individual companies to fill them. And so I don't know if they feel the same way about that, but, uh, yeah. And then I guess, have you ever been fired from a job? And if so, did they give you $1.7 billion? Um, I have never been fired from a job. Nice. And I have never, I've also... Have you been asked to leave? I don't think so. Because I've, ne- I've never been formally fired. And, if, <laughs> and when my employers listen to this, it's not like they, like you put on your resume, you ever got fired. So I've never been fired. But um, years ago, I've had multiple jobs where it was just like, Aaron, stop. Um, well, <laughs> one was I worked for a guy. Oh um, we got along really well. I just wasn't good at the job. It was like in financial research and like, it was like, close margins I didn't really care about it and at a certain point he was just like Aaron find a job you like um and then another job was I worked at the gym in college and they were very angry we were debating whether or not I had a no call no show or just a no show um it was a no show I left them a voicemail um and I let them know I wasn't gonna be it was um and (laughs) like it was very clear cut (laughs) it was very clear cut um it was on them um and then and when they asked me to leave I did not get a 1.7 billion dollar buyout um Uh, if only yeah (laughs) I know um what's what's interesting about that and what's still not totally clear to me is like how much of how much of that is really supposed to go toward paying down some of his existing debts and how much of it is like free money for him to just play around with? Um, my understanding is that $500 million is to pay down a loan from J.P. Morgan Chase, and then I don't know about the rest. But um, And then he also had a consulting fee that was $300 million or $500 million, something like that. Okay, so I guess... Um yeah. Well, it's if crazy. he only got 1.2 million billion, <laughs> yeah. but if he only got 1.2 billion, that kind of that seems pretty reasonable to me and like yeah, no no, the job, the financial research firm when I left, they gave me 1.2 billion um as a just Aaron walk sounds, out the door. Sounds sweet. Yeah, it was it was good. Um I'm currently the owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um <laughs> they're not turning as much of a profit, hence why I'm here. Um but it was it was a good parting package. Um <laughs> So I guess um, if you were to look for an apartment now, today, out of school, I guess I would say as a summer sublet, where do you look? But like it's a summer sublet, like literally you're just trying to find any place you can go. Um, if you were to like, when you think about your next apartment search, where, where are you looking at? What are you thinking? What, what, are, what are your hopes and dreams? Uh, you mean, okay, so where am I looking for listings? Yeah. Or not necessarily or, where are you finding listings, but, like, what neighborhoods? Like, what are you excited uh, about? I don't know. I really like my neighborhood, honestly. Um, my dream would be to stay in my neighborhood and move to a nicer apartment um, and not be bankrupted in the process. Uh, that would be nice. <laughs> um, and, you know, live 
live in a building owned by someone who is not trying to screw me um, would be good. (laughs) Yeah. No, I have, for the first time ever, I have landlords. Nobody's as responsive as you want them to be. But, like, if you ask them to fix things, they fix things. They send an exterminator once every six weeks. Like, it's... Or at least every time my upstairs neighbors complain, they were like, "We're from Texas." They one they apologized to me. They're like, "Sorry about the exterminators are always coming We're from Texas. Anytime we see a single bug, we like have a management sense of it." I'm like, "That's cool." Um, <laughs> it's like weird. It's always like during a day, can't be at home. Um, it's like I don't. Some not one. Sometimes they send people on weekends, which is always nice. Um, but yeah, yeah. Our exterminator comes, I think, once a month on Sundays. Oh, so that's good. <laughs> not for the exterminator. At least if they like football. Um, or is it in the morning? It's like, yeah, it's like Sunday around 11 or noon. It's not okay. bad. No, that's good. That's, that's ideal for everybody involved. Um, <laughs> thank you again, Rebecca. Um, Rebecca is a very prolific tweeter. If you're, no, like a positive way. Um, I enjoy her tweets. I'm a big fan. Follow her at, um, at the City Wanderer. Um, if you enjoyed this, um, keep on listening to my first, pod, uh, my first apartment um the podcast um if you want to come on if um you think you have somebody with a really good story um, email me at aaron g at localized.city or um, follow us on twitter localized nyc instagram localized nyc and message us um thank you and thank you again rebecca thank you